Hello and welcome to episode four of the Innovation Conversation, brought to you by Innovation Network. In today's episode, we show you how current day innovations can be pivoted to help social issues, as well as third world countries are bringing light to houses using just plastic bottles. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Innovation Conversation. We've got Grant Vernon. Say hi, Grant. Episode four. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we've made it. <laughs> we've got chat. Yeah, one more week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they convincing Chad one more week. Uh, Chad's the pessimist. <laughs> he, he thinks we're going to be cancelled every, every yeah. week. That's the opposite. Yeah. It's Grant's comments. That's, that's the nail in the coffin. Does Spotify ever cancel the podcast? I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Connor. <laughs> What's Thanks that? for joining us, Connor. So trying not to get cancelled, let's let's yeah. kick it off. What's our first topic, Grant? All right, first topic. Oh, this one is a tearjerker. Um, oh, no. We're, it's, it's a pivot on uh, a traditional platform economy business. Um, and it is using like an Amazon Prime delivery type service for good. Um, only watch it if you have a box of tissues handy because it's a tearjerker, but too, too cool. So it's uh, all about... Um, people seeing um, homeless, vulnerable people on the streets and wanting to help them immediately. And I think we've all been there where you see someone, but you don't have cash, maybe you shouldn't give them cash, um, but you just don't know what to do. And the, the video is all about um, logging onto an Amazon Prime type platform. Uh, in some cases, they actually engage with a person and the person says, I really need warm socks or a pair of shoes and they get the platform to deliver that to the homeless person on the street using the directions and the notes uh, field. And it's too, too, too cool. So well worth the watch. Yeah, definitely. And so I challenge uh, you not to cry. <laughs> so it, am I right in thinking, is, is it just, um, you, you can log on to Amazon Prime and, and sort of buy things for for a homeless person and do you give directions to the specific homeless people or yes yeah, so, so um what's interesting is it's just using your normal platform and like any sort of online shopping platform yeah you know that there's always like a delivery notes box so um they put in things like give it to mark um a guy sitting next to the store or at this address and i'm sure it doesn't always work out because the person may move on uh, but what it looks like happens is if someone knows that there's a pair of shoes coming, they wait by that place uh, and the delivery guy brings it. So, yeah, so, so it's basically, um, it's enabling uh, the solving of a social problem with a platform economy uh, type business. And what I did think would be interesting is if you wanted to take this a step further, you could make a portal and take the affiliate income from an Amazon type platform to fund a charity so you you could actually turn this into a a social enterprise um, yeah, and really expand it. Yeah, so I, I loved it. I really yeah, loved it. I, I I too. I I think it's really exciting to think how far something like this could go. Because um, I'm I'm thinking like you know um, the the homeless people could could maybe be taken off the street by being hired as delivery people by by the oh, same service. Yeah. That'd be a really cool oh, way to do it as well. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Do you have any thoughts on this, Chad? Well, well, I like it because us in, in South Africa are always wary about giving uh, the people on the streets money and um, what they're actually using it for. 
Um, like there was this one guy that um, I gave him money earlier in the day and then I came back uh, uh, later on and he was on his cell phone. He's, he'd just come from spa to get more, um, more art materials to actually go uh, make his signs that, which is mainly the reason that you give him money because he's got these amazing signs. And you know what, making sure that somebody has something that they need rather than something that they um, want to get is something that makes a lot of sense to me. You yeah, just contributed to his marketing budget, Chad. So that's still a fair <laughs> bit. Fat, but, but absolutely, sometimes that money um, goes to a criminal syndicate or perhaps goes to substance abuse. So it's a neat yeah. fix to yeah. make sure they get something they really need. Uh, yeah. And yeah, definitely we could take this to the next level. So a little social enterprise innovation I really, I really love. Yeah, definitely. I mean, innovations like this are really um, interesting because they, they make you think, you know, what sort of uh, avenues are we missing out on um, in terms of, of solving social issues um, uh, because, of, because of the lack of innovation, you know? Um, yeah, it makes yeah. you wonder, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm just and thinking I, as I, we speak. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Chad, carry on. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, it's, I, I don't think it's only about that. I think it's how can we better use uh, existing innovations as uh, better to uh, impact a more wide range of, of people you know yeah that's true yeah because i mean amazon prime did exist before that yeah so you're right exactly yeah. it can be applied um, to different things yeah i was just thinking uh, every time i leave our local supermarket there's um there's stands for animal shelters so you can put in um pet food and stuff but it's always as you walk out and I've always forgotten and I feel terrible every single time. Uh, probably I also have memory issues, but uh, I was thinking if they had some sort of QR code or a link to a platform where I could just scan, pay and get something delivered, that would be very, very cool. Um, yeah. and, and then linking to that, I've seen buskers in the London underground with QR codes or tap and pays instead of taking cash. Um, oh, wow. I've never been brave enough to use it myself in South Africa. We're very <laughs> conscious of, <laughs> of financial fraud. So I'm far too nervous to use my tap card on a busker. But um, it's a clever pivot, you know, to change business models, you know. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, there's, there's also things like Zappo that um, aren't too expensive, but people can actually use um, for charities like that. Yeah. I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking homelessness and instant payments. Yeah, we're onto something to be so, continued, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I could be expanded on so much. Uh, but yeah. I think, are you guys ready to move on? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, corporate innovation topic of the week. Uh, this is an interesting one. We live in the times of COVID. Um, and it's an article all about uh, companies uh, trying to avoid employee burnout by forcing people to take holidays to switch off, switch off email. And what made me really like this is, do you remember the famous Google 20%? So I'm not sure if it still happens, but Google let their staff dedicate 20% of their time to a topic of their choice that they were passionate about. And they found that that 20% time created the most amazing innovations. Um, and sometimes working on something not specifically work-related would bring benefits back to the workplace. And, and this article is all about different companies and the way they've helped employees um, switch off, regenerate, and get more creative and innovative. Um, so it's a neat one during these times and a reminder to all of us to take a bit of time out and switch off our email. Cool. Uh, did so, you sorry, I'll just go check my email. 
<laughs> do, do you have any detail on, on how they actually block it? Is it, is it like a network type thing or um, do they just uh, they, encourage they, their workers to? There's a whole lot of different examples. There's some companies that encourage it, some that enforce it. So like they have um, sort of radio free time. Um, and then I think there's one where, um, you know, the system will shut you out. So a whole lot of cool examples of large companies and what they do to, to help people get that work-life balance. So a great article for, on CNBC. That's, yeah, that's really powerful, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think this one's great. Um, I, I, I think this is great on a, on a company level and, and I think you can apply it on a personal level as well. You know, um, there's, there's a great app called Focus Me. Um, it's, it's not free, but it's, it's very cheap. Um, and, and you can, so you, you can block things like distractions, but then you can flip it on its head and you can sort of block um, product, uh, productivity um, applications as well. Um, so I, I think it's a really powerful one because, you know, um, if I, 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 think, I think humans, they need a cue when to stop otherwise they will not stop you know yeah, <laughs> whether it's yeah. scrolling through youtube and, and it be a distraction or if it's working um and there's no sort of solid end like leaving the workplace you know we all work at home so it's kind of hard to to stop working sometimes so i i think those sort of digital cues that just completely block out the screen it, it, that's super powerful and, and it can restore a lot of balance to someone's life yeah and yeah. you have your best ideas when you're relaxed right in the shower on vacation on the beach so definitely for innovation creativity I thought it was a, it was a neat one that we sometimes miss. Well, I, I can I can relate with what Connor just said. Is that uh, we all work from home. I mean, my bed is literally about three feet away from my from my desk at the moment, and I I don't think I've actually sat down during the day to do nothing or to stop thinking. My brain is always on the go, and now it's just making me think that maybe I can do with like an hour or two of downtime every day and maybe I'll actually increase the, the pro my productivity on the whole. I really yeah. like that app, Connor, app recommendation, Focus Me. Uh, could, could you have that on your laptop and your mobile phone? Is it go across devices? Yeah, so it's, it's on um, mobile as well. Um, so I use, um, sorry, let me just look at my phone. It's, uh, oh, I can't I find it. A lot, I, I, of our, a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I use a different one on my phone. Um, so, I mean, I, I think what we'll do is we'll release a podcast and I'll, I'll give a few of these because there, there, there's so many I, I can recommend. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, Focus Me is the one I, I just said. Um, so you can use it for um, any, any application or, or any website um, and, it, and it will just turn your whole screen blue or um, I use it to get over a, a bit of a video game addiction. And so when, when I was just about to say the dragon, um, it, it, you know, there'd be a little pop up in, in the bottom left of my screen saying you have five minutes remaining. <laughs> and then, you know, by the end of those five minutes, it would just minimize the game. and I could not get it open again, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, cool. yeah a really good recommendation, that one. Good. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Um, it's time for the innovation of the week. And this is a low tech one for you this week. Um, Ooh, I like I it. Come I had to come back from last week where you got a five out of 10. Very embarrassing. Um, and this is uh, that YouTube video we use in training. Um, one from Rody Fonk, the Dutchman. He'll be back next episode. He's finished renovating his house. Um, and it's called The Liter of Light. And it's about these informal houses. And I think it's originally in the Philippines where you get these large scale poor residential areas like informal houses and no electricity. So really dark at night, kids can't do their homework, can't see to cook. Um, and I think you blend uh, bleach and salts 
and water into a two-liter cool drink bottle, anchor that in the roof, and somehow creates the incandescence of a 60-watt light bulb. Um, so an awesome, awesome video to watch. Um, Connor will put the link in. Um, too, too cool and inspiring and super simple. I, I, I can't believe you stole Rody's innovation there, Grant, his favorite. Uh, I had to do it this week because he's back next week. So I had to steal it early. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's your last chance. <laughs> Connor, just make sure he listens to this so that he knows exactly who stole <laughs> the innovation. <laughs> and uh, I can expand uh, a bit on how it all works because of the, sci the science behind it. The bleach and the salt keep the water clean and uh, no, no algae from falling, uh, forming in the bottle. And it's just a basic... Uh, use of the refraction properties of water and um, it just sort of reflects the water the, the light within the bottle and emits the light around the room which is uh, fantastic um, for during the day when they were using not able to use the electricity because it was too expensive and it was um, they were having to do things in the dark which isn't exactly ideal and I think this is absolutely amazing uh, piece of innovation that don't cost that much money. It was with household items that everybody generally has. And I love this. Yeah. So oh, amazing. Life-changing and simple. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, was, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm really scared for the scores on this one because it's, oh, it's, this yeah. is probably our, our favorite innovation, isn't it really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I yeah, joked about yeah. it being roadies, but really it's, it's, it's an absolute, absolute, um, epitome of of innovation you know it's, it's something that's yeah. made from literal trash you know and and it's yeah. just so impactful so it's yeah should we jump right into the schools for this one yeah let's do it let's do it awesome. okay so simplicity um 10 yeah definitely i mean yeah oh, without... i can see where this is going yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's just a plastic bottle isn't it um we're with some, yeah absolutely. yeah so um impact what are we thinking? Nine, just so we don't set the bar too high. Yeah, we, nine. Nine, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you can disagree, Pane. You can, you can put it I, I would have said 10, personally. But, um, we, we could have gone to 10, to be very honest. <laughs> uh, we, we've got we six more episodes, guys. Come on, slow down. <laughs> we don't know what's still out there. Well, yeah. That's why we gotta, we got to split up into seasons. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we don't have a reigning champion for too long. Can, yeah. can the bottle be in every season? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. Um, cool, so Easter Implement, what are we saying for this? It's going to be a nine or a ten. Yeah, it has to be because I, if I'm not mistaken, this was a carpenter from the Philippines that actually implemented so. it, and yeah, yeah he was out of work, easy. so it very, was very super, cool. Super, super well, cool. well worth a watch and a share. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, are we saying a ten? I mean, the only thing you have to drill a hole in the roof. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> Yeah, there are some tools that are required. You yeah. can't just but, well, pick everything off. I think in terms of ease of implementation, it's more about um, how, how accessible are the resources. And I, I think, you know, uh, we almost have too many plastic bottles just mm -hmm. lying around, don't we, in this world? Yeah. So yeah, maybe a 10 for, for me. What do you guys think? Okay. I think nine. Right. I, I, mean, I think nine, just because nine. It's, it's more difficult to actually install than it is to put the bottle together. True. Yeah, let's go nine. So we've got a little bit more room, you know. There might be a better idea out there, you know. Be, yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. So right, we've got simplicity is a ten out of ten. Uh, impact is a nine out of ten, and then the ease to implement is a also a nine out of ten. So I think that's that's 
the reigning champion so far, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I cool. think by one or two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you did it, Rudy. You did it. You got the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you stole it. So. For now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, uh, shall we move on then? Yeah. So, creativity yeah. tip of the week this week. Um, it's an oldie but a goodie, and it's called silent brainwriting. So, if you've ever been in a brainstorming meeting before, you'll know that often um, one or two people will dominate a brainstorm session. You get caught up debating one idea for 40 minutes. So suddenly the idea has passed. You've got a whole lot of frustrated people and very few ideas. So there's a couple of tricks to this. Um, and uh, silent brain writing works like this. You set a timer, just like your time timer from last week. Um, and you get people to individually on post-it notes, put as many ideas as they can in a short space of time. Um, and that's why it's called silent brain, brain writing is you, you do it individually, silently on your own, and you don't filter, you don't assess, you just get as many post-it notes as you can out in a certain um, um, amount of time. So silent brain writing is a very, very cool technique as part of an ideation session. And I found a very cool article that details it uh, really well that was sticking to the, the newsletter and the podcast. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, I, I can see that one being a, a really useful one because, you know, um, if, if you do, uh, I, th I think the way that, you know, we're used to it in, in sort of like school groups and things like that, um, the, the way that we've grown up, um, a, a lot of group work is, is done by the the most dominant sort of social figure there mm. um and and then you miss a lot so many sort of so much input and, and good ideas from from the introverts that sort of don't yeah. aren't comfortable speaking up in the group and, and it's just sort of wasted ideas you know they, they don't go anywhere they just stay in that person's head so something like that i, I can see being really powerful to, to get the most out of out of the whole group yeah yeah uh, just building on that i think it's a great way to get everybody all inclusive um, just a way to get every idea possible, even if it's the same idea and we have to group them and, and merge them. But I think it's so valuable to get every idea possible. That volume, it really, really is. I can't say it's enough. It's, it's really valuable to get a large volume of ideas. Yeah, we've seen teams generate, what, 50, 80, 100 ideas in a few minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, you know, the thing with making lots of ideas is you can always go back and sort them later. You know, we have we have ways of of sorting them, which we'll, we'll bring up in in later podcasts. But um, if you have that quantity of ideas, you can always go back to them. Mm. Um, and yeah, just, just so many different sorting methods. So it's a really, yeah, really good how, how do you get a good idea? You have lots and lots of ideas. Then Definitely. yeah, yeah, you, numbers yeah. going right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cool, Connor. What's your innovation tool of the week this week? Awesome. So innovation, uh, another digital tool of the week. Um, I've got Sprintbase for you. So Sprintbase, um, it's, it's again, it's a lot of these innovation sort of based apps are um, that they're based on boards and, and, you know, they look very mind mappy with um, sticky notes and things like that. Um, this one has the difference in that it will actually sort of guide you through a sprint, uh, sprint process. So um, rather than you having to, you know, face this empty canvas with no sort of direction at all without a sprint master sometimes. Um, th this act, the actual software itself will be your sprint master and it will tell you exactly what needs to be done uh, at what different stages. Um, so this is really good for, for someone who, um, 
you know, it is, is quite new to sprints and they want to introduce a whole team to it, but they don't want to look into too much of research and into how to conduct a sprint themselves. Um, this is quite a good sort of middle ground solution. Um, so it's got some really good uh, features. It's got um, a lot of team features. So, um, uh, you know, it, it, it'll um, sort of tell the whole team to make insights and then you, um, you go in and, and look at those insights, um, things like that. Um, and another really unique feature that I was quite interested in is at the, at the very end of your sprint, it will produce a PDF for you, um, to sort of just consolidate everything that happened within the sprint. And you can sort of um, hand those over sort of corporate wide and, and, and show people what, what um, sort of outcomes came from the sprint. So I think that's really cool in itself. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that, Grant? Um, yeah, it sounds very cool. Um, unlike the idea of a facilitated process, you know, yeah. innovation training network, we love sprints. So something mm -hmm. that could help people do that process on their own in a guided, structured way, very, very, very cool, worth a look at. Yeah. Chad, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I really do like that. Um, my only question is, is it customizable? So once you've done a few sprints, can you change the sprint process that they lead you through? Or is it just a generic process? I'm not entirely sure. It's, it's, it's kind of a hard one to research. Um, they they don't have too much. Yeah. They don't have too much information yeah. available, but, um, no, I, I, it, um, I'm not sure is the answer, but, um, it's, it's definitely not, um, I, I would say that, that maybe it, it, it'd be hard to replace a, a real sprint master, you know, um, yeah. and, and to a degree, I, I suppose you, you have to do it the sprint based way if you are going to do sprints. So I'd, I'd imagine it's less customizable than, than doing it through something like Miro, because obviously Miro, you can sort of do anything you want on it. So um, it's definitely for someone who doesn't know a lot about sprints and they don't have a preference of how they want to do a sprint. They just want to get a sprint done and dip yeah. their toe in the water. So I, su I suppose they can sort of build their own sprints after that, um, after ha having uh, some sort of exposure to the sprint process. Yeah, yeah you it could be, maybe you want to take it across the company uh, at low cost, um, yeah. build capacity. Yeah, there's definitely some benefits. So definitely worth a look at. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Awesome. So I think that's it for the innovation collab tool of the week. So shall we wrap yeah. up the podcast, guys? I think it's time. Episode five. We did it. Episode four. four. Oh, oh we didn't do it. It's hard <laughs> to keep track of these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. See you yeah, same great. time next week. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Innovation Conversation brought to you by Innovation Network. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to innovationtrainingnetwork.com or email us at sales at innovationtrainingnetwork.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.